Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh. From the good, to the bad, to the Mariners. Oh, the Mariners. Oh, the Mariners is right, but guess what? With some up and down play, we are not going to be starting with the Mariners. We are going to go to a team that we just got a little bit more clarity on. And that is the Seattle Seahawks. As the schedule has dropped, we're going to go game by game and tell you what we think this record is going to be for your Seattle Seahawks. Spoiler alert. This is the first episode that we've ever done a repeat version. So welcome to the first edition of a repeat. And if you want someone to repeat themselves over and over, and you've listened to this podcast, you can follow me on Twitter, your boy Coach Red, on Twitter at the Real Coach Red, on Instagram at the Real underscore Coach Red. If you want someone to be silent for long periods of time, then come in with a rage of fire. You might like Lefty France. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Lefty France, on Instagram at dfrance13. While you're at it, Go follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Schedule drop was last week. Haven't had a podcast record since then. So we're going to go game by game, lay it out for you. We're going to talk about the opponent. We're going to talk about win versus loss. And I'll kick us off week one. Russell's revenge is what I'm going to call it. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos are back in town. And you're looking at a game where you expect Nathaniel Hackett, first game as a head coach, coming in a little flustered. Russell Wilson hasn't been the strongest in openers in the past. And this is probably going to be one of the more emotional games that he's ever been a part of. And you have... So many guys on this defense who I imagine have wanted to pummel Russell Wilson in practice for so many years. I'm calling the upset in week one. I think the emotion from the crowd is going to play high. You're going to see a close game, but I think the running attacks going to get going early with a combination of Rashard Penny, Chris Carson, and Kenneth Walk, or sorry, Ken Walker. He only wants to be referred to as Ken Walker. Ken Walker the third coming in and eking out a win in week one at home on Monday night. It's still Pete Carroll. It's still prime time, who, and he typically wins these games. And you see Drew Locke at starting quarterback outperform Russell Wilson by getting that dub, but doesn't outperform him statistically. Yeah. No, I think, I think the Hawks can pull that one off. Uh, definitely high-intensity game Monday night. Like you said, Pete Carroll, it's still Pete Carroll. Like, nothing's changing there. I think they can they can pull off that Monday night win. Uh, next game we've got, week two, we've got at the 49ers. This could be a little bit tougher um, being in San Francisco. I have them as a loss this week. 
could depend on the Niners quarterback situation. Kind of, we know what we're getting from Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance, he's hit or miss. Real shot in the dark. Um, But I think it'll be a tough, tough matchup in San Francisco. First away game of the season. I think the Niners pull this off, but I don't think it's by a, a big margin, really. I think it's still a close game. But, yeah, that, that would hand the Hawks the first loss of the season. But looks up from there. What do we got week three? Week three, are we're coming back to Lumen Field for a matchup against the Falcons. And for the Falcons right now, you've got Marcus Mariota and Desmond Marcus. Ritter is the number two. But Marcus Mariota is probably winning that job. I just don't think that they have enough firepower on offense where you've got Cordell Patterson, you've got Kyle Pitts, the receiving room. I know that they just made a trade for Brian Edwards from Las Vegas, who's an intriguing piece. But I don't think they have enough firepower offensively. And their defense, although it got better in the NFL draft, Oh, I forgot about their number one pick. Might might help to bring up uh, uh, Drake Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, from USC, who should be a player, but can be a little injured. I don't think Drake he's injured. London. Drake London. Yeah, yeah, Drake London. There's Drake London and Jackson Drake, or and London Drake, that oh. were both at USC. I get them confused <laughs> all the time. And I watched a little bit of Uncharted, where you're talking about Drake. <laughs> so, you know, sorry about that. But yeah, you know, it's the motto you don't even know, though. <laughs> so with the Falcons, I think coming to Lumen Field is not a game that the Seahawks should lose. They have more talent overall. And being back at home, I think that you get back to the winning ways at home this year a little bit more than you had last year, where you're going to beat off that crowd and the crowd's going to be integral. And I think in this game, I just think the overall talent is going to be integral to the Seahawks coming out on top. Next day, next game, week four, rematch from late last season. Lefty, I think you were at this game versus the Lions. So what do you see in another Lions battle in Detroit? I think the Hawks still pull this one off. I mean, it's the Lions. Like, Do you think that a quarterback might? Goff. Yeah, he might golf it up. Um, I just I think it, this could be another blowout like last season. Um, just weapons are improved for them. They are, but I still think they have at least another year until they are any have any relevance. I think if you're in week eight on this game and Jameson. Williams is on the field, it could be a little bit different story. Yeah. But rocking with Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, and DJ Chark, I think Jameson might put it over the top, but this early in the season, he's not going to be healthy. I yeah. Think use it towards the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Hawks pull off this one, putting them at three and one uh, on the schedule. Uh, could be. Could be looking good for the, the Hawks starting out. Uh, pretty decent schedule. 
not too many tough opponents right away, but uh, like that that 49ers game is honestly a toss up. You just never know. But the, yeah, that too. But um, yeah, I think they they easily take this game against the Lions week four at in Detroit. Week five, we've got what the Saints? Yeah, at the Saints. What you got for that, Coach? Week five at the Saints. I think the Saints did get a big exodus of talent, but they got some influx of talent as well. Going and getting a proven wide receiver like Chris Olave to go into yeah. this team going, getting a Trevor Penning. I think that the Saints, and also getting Jarvis Landry late too, you just got a premier possession receiver for Jameis Winston, who was playing well before he got injured. Saints came to Seattle last year with similar roster construction. They were able to eke out a win. I think being in New Orleans and back-to-back away games for the Seahawks, this one comes up as a loss. I just think it's a little too much overcome then you get to come back home in week six and facing the arizona cardinals lefty how do you see this one shaking out i honestly see the hawks taking this one um with d hop being out i think suspended for peace. yeah suspended that's a tough look for the guy but better look for the hawks this week um i think D hop is a huge piece for them, for the Cardinals and to not have him in the lineup at all. It benefits the the Hawks defense really, and allows our D line to get more pressure on Kyler because I don't think a lot of their receivers will be getting as open as D hop can. Hollywood Brown. No way. Uh, Yeah. I don't like Hollywood. Screw that guy. Screw that place. <laughs> Never been, but <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think the Hawks take take this one at home against the Cardinals, putting them at four and two. Look, still looking good at the beginning of the season. I I just don't see the Cardinals winning this game without D Hop. Um. Yeah, their defense is pretty good, but I I just think the Hawks are going to be a little bit too much for the Cardinals at home with the 12s screaming at Kyler. What do we got for week seven? I'm going to make this one a little bit more short, sweet going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. This real first test versus two elite pass rushers, and you're going to have Charles Cross and either Jake Curran or Abe Lucas at right tackle. Facing the likes of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, I think he's going to be a little bit tenuous on the Seahawks. Chargers were a fringe playoff team last year, and they've only improved, I think, offensively and defensively. They kept a lot of the same offensive weapons, but improved on this team. I think it's going to be tough for the Seahawks to win this game, especially on the road. Then we get get to come back home. 
and face the Giants, led by Brian Dable and Danny Nichols. What do you got for – he's not Danny Dimes to me. He hasn't no. thrown enough times. He's only thrown a few nickels. <laughs> I think the Hawks take this one against the Giants. Um, like you were saying, it's Danny Nichols, not Danny Dimes. He's going to struggle. The guy even tripped on, what, the 15-yard line where, yeah, no one was even near him. Like, the turf monster came out and grabbed him. Didn't want him to get that TD. But Giants, it's it's the Giants. Like, no, they aren't there yet at all. And this should be one of the more secure wins for the Seahawks this season. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see the Giants pulling this off at all. Maybe if we were in New York, might be a little bit closer, but it being in with it being in Seattle, I think the the Hawks take care of it pretty pretty good. So week nine we've got. What do we got for week nine? Coach. Going to Glendale, Arizona to play the Cardinals and D Hop is back. Play a little bit off lefty. I think that this field has been terrible for the Seahawks yeah. where it comes to tough losses on the scoreboard or tough losses on the field with injuries. I mean, this is the place where Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, and was against the Cardinals, but not at the Cardinals, I believe. And then you also throw in Earl Thomas getting hurt no, there. Oh, it was. Because yeah. Lockett stayed around. Yep. So that place has not been kind to the Seahawks. And I think that the Cardinals eke out a win in this one. I think that once you're a couple weeks into D-Hop being back, you're going to see the offense. You're going to see Kyler Murray. You get a little bit more confidence. And I think this is a game that they should win probably more handily than I would like. Next, then the following week, the Seahawks are the first, one of the first teams ever to play in Germany against against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lefty, how do you see see it shaken down in Deutschland? (laughs) In Deutschland, um, I just think the Bucs are a little bit too high-powered of an offense. For our and defense for the Hawks to stop and get around, I just I I think they take the the loss on this one, take the big L. Um, who knows? They they have been prepared when they played in London against the Raiders, so it could go either way. But in my opinion, I think think the Bucks are just a little bit too much for for a fairly young and newer Seahawks team for them to be be taking that win. Then we've got a bye week 11 and then week 12 where are we going to going back to Lumen Field and facing the Raiders, the new look Raiders where Big influx of talent. Like you get Chandler Jones, who's wrecked havoc on the Seahawks for years. Devontae Adams teaming up 
with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. I mean, the Raiders have improved quite a bit, and I think that there's going to be too much firepower. They're going to be clicking at this point of the year that it's probably going to be a little bit too much to overcome. I'm counting this one as a loss for the Seahawks right now. Oh, don't worry. It's going to get easier. Lefty, why don't you take us down to L.A. for the matchup against the Rams? Uh, Bobby Wagner's first look at his old team. Yeah, this isn't looking any better. Uh, In our projections, we have them on a three-game loss or three-game losing streak, sorry. Uh, Then they get to go down to L.A. in SoFi Stadium and face the – Yeah. Exactly. Pete Carroll's kryptonite and the four or previous Super Bowl champs. Um, yeah. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup, Bobby Wagner, former Seahawk. I don't see this going very well for the Seahawks, really. I, I think so, too. I think they the Rams absolutely demolished the Seahawks and belittle them <laughs> um it it could be a brutal one so i just i they're too good the rams are too good and they continue to get more players that are just absolute studs getting Allen robinson that our defense is gonna have a tough time stopping their offense i just think it's it's not gonna be a good one for the for the hawks um but hopefully week 14 is going to be better. Where are we going to week 14, Coach? Coming back home and facing either the Sam Darnold or Matt Corral-led Panthers. This is a team that there's not a bunch of firepower across the board. Christian McCaffrey's been off banged up, and you've, your top receivers or DJ Moore, who is very solid, but then you throw in the likes of, like, Robbie Anderson, who doesn't excite me. I think their defense is better than people give them credit for. They can be very opportunistic, but I think this is a get-right game. You know, you've had a tough stretch. You had two losses before the bye, two losses after the bye. You come back home, this is a get-right game. I think that this is the game. You've heard it here first. After the Carolina Panthers lose this game, Matt Rule gets fired on the plane right home. Okay. Hot take city. very hot. But it is later in the season, and I think that that could easily happen. Uh, Panthers probably won't have the best season this year, but you never know. Uh, yeah, you got any more on week 14? Week 14, a lot of fire is going to happen. That's all I know. A lot of fire and firing. And then uh, facing the 49ers at home the following week, lefty. In week two at the 49ers, you predicted a loss. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, week um, 15, uh, being at home against the Niners, I think we pull this one off. I think our running game really gets um, going and outrushes the the Niners. And it's been proven that when our rushing game is on – we typically tend to win those games. And I think it's a little later in the season, but the running game will start to get going and we'll get to see more of a future of 
what that running that three headed monster is going to be um if we keep all of them around yeah and healthy but i think we pull this one off at lumen field with the 12s around and bury them in the dirt with our running game give us the dub mark it check it circle it it's a dub Lock it in. We're getting a little fiery as this uh, season's going along. Um, I'm going to throw some water on the fire week 16 at the Chiefs. Um, You've got the Chiefs who are going to be in a position that they haven't necessarily been in the last couple of years where they're going to be fighting for playoff position a little bit more and potentially fighting for a playoff spot in the tough AFC West. Patrick Mahomes at home late in the year. It's not going to look good for your Seattle Seahawks, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet there. But they follow that up with a return trip home versus the Jets. How's this shaken out? Yeah, this one, I mean, it's the Jets. So obviously I, I marked it as a dub. But but the Jets are very much improved. They're getting more and more pieces. Robert Sala is a great coach. Um, I think this is a little bit closer than a lot of people will expect it to be. But I think with it being this late in the season, the Jets will kind of start coming around and putting up more of a fight for in ball games for and pulling off some wins that um, people really didn't expect. But like this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- yeah. And but I still think. The Hawks take this one at home. The 12s are too loud, too crazy for little Zach Wilson. Poor little guy. Um, yeah, yeah. His hot mom can very can console him for sure. Um, but yeah, I I just see a lot of our home games turning into wins this season. Uh, big change from last year. So 12's got to be loud. They got to get crazy, crazy. But yeah, they pull that one off. And then we've got uh, week 18, the last week, where we go into Coach Red. I'm going to, again, pour some, pour some water on this. They're back at home versus the LA Rams. And going into this game with where we have them set right now, they'd come in at eight and eight. Last year, nine win team made the playoffs in the NFC, so that could be up for grabs. But playing the Rams at home is going to be a tough ask late in the season where they're the only solace you might have is if the Rams have a playoff spot locked up where they're sitting some key starters mm-hmm. that that could shake out for the Seahawks. And I still think it's going to be tough, even if they do have a couple starters sitting out. So we chalked this one up at a loss. Have the Seahawks sitting at 8-9 on the year just outside. And a lot of you people might say this is looking optimistic, but I hope with some of our background and what we talked about during this episode, you can see that this is probably a little bit more realistic than people see. Mm -hmm. A lot of pundits out there are calling for four wins, or you see the over-under sit at six. I'm going to hammer the over just because I think that you have some teams that are in transition, although the Seahawks are in transition. Look at Russell Wilson when in his early years. It was built on a very good defense 
and a solid running attack. You got a three-headed monster that you're trying to roll out there. Yes, you might have younger tackles out there. It might make that a little bit more difficult. But I feel like this defense is going to be improved from last year. They kept some of their key guys around and added to the position groups that you need the most, like getting a Uchenyu Nwosu, getting a Shelby Harris, getting Kobe Bryant, getting mm-hmm. Tariq Wollin. These are guys that are going to become household names. Sidney Jones finished the year strongly, getting back on a modest deal. Your linebacking core is going to be good. Cody Barton is going to perform above what people anticipate. So I think your defense is going to be improved from last year. And that's going to be the hallmark. You're going to see Clint Hurd attack. I think this team is going to create more turnovers than you've seen in the past couple of years under Ken Norton. Pete Carroll is going to let this thing rip, and they're going to build this offense on a very established run game. And Machine Waldron, when he was rolling on that Sean McVay squad, when they had Goff playing at a Pro Bowl level, when you had Todd Gurley, you had the weapons to be able to do things. And their wide receiving core is still good. You throw in Noah Fant on top of bringing Will Disley back. I think you're going to see improvement that you aren't necessarily anticipating. So if we're a little bit strong, guess what? It's because we're fans. But at the same time, we tried to be as realistic as possible. The only real game that I think that we called out as a win that could be a true coin flip would be the Broncos, where it could go either way. But I think the emotion is going to be running too high for it to go any other way. Mm-hmm. So that's going to do it for us here on this episode. After you get done listening to this, hop on the social. Follow me on Twitter at Coach Red, at The Real Coach Red. <laughs> oh, man. Right, on the right. Instagram at The Real underscore Coach Red. Lefty, where you at? You can follow me on Twitter at Lefty France, on Instagram at DFrance13. Hey, and go over and follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. Don't forget to notch us. That's also yeah. a thing still. Put notch us up. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.